Finances can be complicated, but they don't have to be. I break down financial topics that may seem complex and overwhelming, so you can start taking action on your financial goals. I'm Ari Talbot, and it all starts here on Personal Finance Redefined. Welcome back to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined podcast, and today's episode is a fun one. It's really about changing the way and not necessarily needing to change, but just understanding how to change the way that you feel about money, if that is something that concerns you, if that's something you think you could improve, or something you really just want to hear some stories on how people have improved it or have changed it over time. And so what I want to start with, and one of my favorite quotes is in a book by Nick Murray, Simple Wealth, Inevitable Wealth, and that quote is this, if you're still worrying you're not wealthy, And I love that saying because it's different for everyone. Meaning if you, let's say, have a million dollars and I have a thousand dollars and you take a thousand dollars from me, well, that's going to impact my life greatly. One, I'll have zero dollars. Now, if I were to take a thousand dollars from you, well, now you had a million dollars. So it's not going to make that much of a difference. But the question is, what's the amount of worry that comes along with that? I now am worrying about food and shelter and all these really needs of life, um, not so much wants, whereas you're saying, okay, I've got $1,000 less, it's not ideal, but there's still food on the table. And so today's conversation, and even though it's really just me talking, it's odd, but it it feels like a conversation at times, um, is how to change the way you feel about money The reason I titled the episode that is because there was recently an article by CNBC that highlighted, and they asked a group of Americans how much money they need to feel financially secure. And it just struck me that it doesn't really matter. And that is um, not something that many financial advisors would say. And if another financial advisor heard that, they would say it absolutely matters. There's an absolute number for each person. And I just don't view financial planning in that same realm. Um, And that's okay. And that's good. I think that's what makes different planners different for certain people. And I'll explain my thoughts. But first, the article talks about that Americans, they say they need to have $500,000 in savings to feel financially secure. And so the average answer was technically a little more than a half a million dollars. And according to the Federal Reserve data, the median net worth of all families is a little less than $122,000. So with that being said, it would make sense that half a million in savings would make most people feel more secure financially. I would argue, so if you have $499,000, does that mean that you're not financially secure? So I know they're just taking a broad number. And of course, there's no right or wrong for everyone. Um, these things are essentially moving targets. So once you reach a certain level, most people simply adjust their goal even higher and they're never content with it. That's just history of people. So it's a blessing. It's a curse of the way we think about progress. And it makes sense when you look at household net worth by age, meaning if you're less than age 35 and your net worth is $15,000 and the average net worth is $76,000, you go, well, I really want to make sure I can get up to that. Um, If you are below that, or even if you're above that, you say, well, let me see what the average net worth is from people older than 35. And they say, I want to get to that goal. And it's great. But it's going to be very different if you're in your 30s versus in your 60s in terms of what's going to make you feel secure. And uh, Chris Rock, the the comedian, once put it this way, which is funny. For, for those who know me, I'm a big comedy fan as well. Um, uh, he said, if Bill Gates woke up tomorrow with Oprah's money, he'd jump out of a window. 
he'd actually slit his throat on the way down saying, I can't even put gas in my plane. And so what I mean by that, and the reason I bring that up is wealth is often circumstantial beyond a certain threshold. And when people are trying to figure out what is it going to take to be you know, in a position to retire, and I don't like the word retire, I like financial independence, what I mean by that is that it just depends on your expenses in retirement. Is your goal to travel and do a bunch of fun things? Great, that's most people's goal. But is it doing four seasons and going to all of these incredible resorts? Great, that's not a bad thing. But is your plan in a position to support that? For someone who wants to, let's just say, do more charitable giving, well, whether it's charitable giving or traveling, if the amount's the same, well, you're going to want to plan a little bit differently, but the end goal is that you want a specific amount of money to be able to achieve your goal. That's great. That's quantifiable. But what is not quantifiable is what's going to make you feel secure. And the only way to quantify that is by really understanding what are your expenses. And there's going to be certain expenses in, that you just can't take into consideration. For example, Social Security, it could be there. It could not be there. It could be there to an extent, which is my feeling. But regardless, if you're younger or you're older or whatever your thoughts are and whatever your age is, if you're listening to this right now, the question that I would advise you to ask yourself is what does that dream retirement look like? And by retirement, what I mean by is if, if you could just, you didn't need money right now to keep doing everything you wanted to do, what does that look like? What are your costs? Where are you living? What are you doing? Because all of a sudden, when people stop working, they find more ways to spend money, which makes perfect sense. And one of the biggest issues people deal with is switching from making money all of their life to all of a sudden now being a permanent spender. Because one of the things that makes you a great saver is that you've done it for so long and you've gotten good at it. So now all of a sudden you flip a switch and you don't have to save anymore because you've done a great job. Well, it's now very difficult to be a spender because what's gotten you to the place of financial independence is consistent saving, is discipline, is all of these great traits that got you to where you are today. And so when people find out about what it costs to retire and what it costs to be financially independent and people write articles like this that say, well, the average is $500,000 to be financially secure, I would argue if you want a $10 million house, you're not going to feel financially secure if you only have $500,000. And so it just depends on what are your goals. For example, some of my goals are for those who know me, I'm a big soccer fan. And growing up, my parents did a great job of taking me to college soccer tournaments and they took me to club soccer tournaments and they did all of these awesome things. And what I want to be able to do is if I have children in the future, I want to be able to be in a position where I can pay for the meals of kids who necessarily wouldn't go to eat at healthy restaurants. It's a weird goal, but it's a goal. It might be an expensive goal. It might mean that every weekend I'm spending $300 or $500 on paying for 25 kids' lunches at a healthy restaurant. Now, that's one of my goals. So if that's $2,000 a month, saying 500 every week, what I want to make sure is that's being factored into my plan. And so, well, right there, if I know that I'm going to need $500 a week, $24,000 a year, well, if I'm not making sure that I'm invested appropriately for that, I'm not going to feel financially secure. If I don't have a plan for that, I'm not going to be able to do that. And that's just one of my charitable giving strategies. What if I want a camper? What if I want to be able to 
what if I find out that I love the feeling of being able to help children eat healthy so much and I, I really don't want them to have different health issues that I think are often so avoidable in life. Um, and that's funny because I do do cheat days. I do the whole thing. I just have, for some reason, that strong feeling. Regardless, let's say I wanted that to happen. What if I find out I love it so much that I want to start a charity and I want to do all these things. I need more money for that. Well, that could come. But in order to feel financially secure and the reason I feel financially confident today is really just because I have a plan. I have an understanding of what it costs and an understanding of what it takes to get there. And that's why people work with planners. And that's the reason I am appreciative of the people that I work with and the reason that we're selective is that not everyone's a best fit. Some people don't need an advisor. Some people do. Some people want advice to just really understand and get a blueprint of where they are and where they want to be, but less so about the tax side or really want to discuss stocks in detail. And that's absolutely fine. Everyone's different. That's what makes the job fun. Um, I love my job. I love these questions. Um, Keep them coming. See you all next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Personal Finance Redefined Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let me know if there's anything in particular you would like me to discuss by submitting a question at personalfinanceredefined.co. That's personalfinanceredefined.co. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, quick disclaimer here. Please be smart about this, and before taking any action, consult with your tax planner or financial planner. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as investment, tax, legal, or other financial advice. It's for informational purposes only.